0: Hi there. Thanks for tuning into our podcast feed. I'm Pastor Tim here at Grace of God, Long Island. What you're listening to right now is part of an occasional series you'll find in this feed, which I'm calling Deleted Scenes. Just like when a movie or a TV show is being made, it occasionally happens as I'm writing a sermon that it goes too long and something needs cutting. Generally, that's because I let myself just go on and the trim material isn't worth it. However, sometimes I find myself cutting something that I think would have some value in saying, but it just doesn't flow well into the rest of the sermon or it simply ends up too long. When I have a piece that I think meets that standard, you'll find it in this feed on Tuesdays as a deleted scene. This week's deleted scene comes from my message on Luke chapter 13 verses 22 to 30 from Sunday, August 21st. If you got time, go out, read those verses of scripture. And if you haven't heard that full sermon yet, I'd go and listen to that as well uh, before listening to this deleted scene. It came out in the podcast feed yesterday, Monday, the 22nd. So in that text, Jesus deals with a question about salvation. Someone comes to him and wants to know if there's hope for them to be in heaven. They're worried that God left them out when he chose people who would be saved. Jesus points this person away from that uncertainty toward himself, toward the gospel. He calls himself a narrow door, and we can be certain of entering through that narrow door when we are in contact with Jesus, where he promises to be holding that door open. Where does he promise to do that? In baptism, in communion, through the Bible as we read and consider his gospel message there. These are the places where the narrow door is held open, and we know when we come to find Jesus in those places, we've entered through it. Jesus then makes a remark about something that can distract people from entering through that narrow door. Now, this is later in our text. Luke 13, 26 to 27 says this, The people who are outside the door when it is shut will say, We ate and drank with you, Lord, and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. When the end of the world comes and Jesus takes his people to be with him forever and closes the door behind, there will be people who thought that they would get to enter because they heard about Jesus in the streets. He was a cultural presence for them. They knew about him and even heard some of his teaching, but they were never in contact with him at the narrow door in his means of grace. Christians, this text warns us to consider carefully what we think evangelism is. We can be mistakenly convinced that evangelism, Sharing Jesus with people means putting up big billboards with Bible passages on them. It means putting big Ten Commandments statues in front of our courthouses. It means starting sporting events with public prayers. We can mistakenly view placing Jesus in the streets as the means to evangelize. But our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers will never benefit from a Bible passage billboard or a Ten Commandments statue unless they are eventually brought into contact with Jesus at the narrow door in the means of grace where he promises to be found. And there's a particular caution for us Americans uh, in this period of time where we're fighting these rhetorical battles over the role of Christianity in America, its place in the public sphere. Some of that is necessary and even useful, but a lot of it boils down to fights over getting Jesus into the streets. Jesus says that isn't guaranteed to help anyone. These things can provide openings for conversations about the gospel, but ultimately it's only you bringing your friend, your coworker, your neighbor into contact with Jesus at the narrow door through the word of the gospel, which can and will make their eternal difference.